Yo, what's poppin'? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Father Muckin' Protocol. The cold protocol of Father Muckins. Uh, big shout out to all the fam that support and listen. And, uh, you know, shout out to, uh, to the network, All Things, All Things of Comedy. You know, we've got to give a big up to them. Uh, make sure you check out um, some of the wonderful podcasts they have. Uh, popping off over there, <laughs> over there, and uh, and I'm coming to you live, live and direct. Well, actually, it's live because I'm recording it live because I ain't dead. But by the time you hear it, I'll have moved on. <laughs> I won't be live on on the air, but you'll hear. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, I'm coming at you. I'm at the beach right now, so I actually moved in um, because. <laughs> Because the waves were crashing something fierce and I was afraid that the uh, recording quality would have too much exterior sound. Thought it was, here's, here's my, here was my uh, original thought, right? I was like, oh, you know what, that'd be dope. Even if I just sit out um, near the door near the beach, uh, because that way the, the, the waves will create a cool and soothing effect, a sort of... A sort of uh, meditative effect, but then I was like, I don't want nobody falling asleep while they listening. Somebody might listen to this while they driving to work or something. <laughs> so I moved into uh, one of the uh, one of the back rooms, as as it uh, made sense. Uh, you know what? Real quick, shout out to Michael and Jamil um, for Sports Center Six because uh, they worked their way up and now they on at six p.m. That's prime time. It's good look right there, son. It's good look. Yeah, uh, what what have been going on? You know, I I meant to last week and forgot to, so I actually uh, meant to respond to a bunch of inquiries, statements, and or questions uh, that that people left via the comments section on the cloud of sound um, over the last I don't know couple of weeks. Um, I saw that the um, that the Nicki Minaj, uh, Nicki Minaj, uh, Remy Ma uh, episode garnered a lot of uh, interest and uh, call and response. Want to thank y'all for uh, making sure you you reach out. Y'all make sure you leave comments and and tell a friend about the Fuller Market Protocol. And and I'll do my best to always respond back to y'all. It may may take a day, may take a week. May take a month, usually not a month. I usually usually check them every couple of weeks. Remember, I was out of town. I was on the, uh, I was somewhere beyond the sea, and so it was hard um, getting back to y'all. But um, but your uh, but yeah, I think let's let's see. Okay, now this this was um, shout out to my man B Rich who's been riding with us for a long time. Uh, B Rich. Um, well, his statement, he said, Dean, I think George Lopez got mad and instead of hitting her with some jokes, most comics would just joke her out the club instead of going straight to bitch, you can leave. <laughs> bitch, you can leave is harsh. And you can read my comments uh, back to my man. I actually was saying, I agree. Calling a woman um, bitch is like unnecessary. However, uh, having been in that situation where someone doesn't shut their mouth, won't shut their trap, uh, and then uh, 
looking at it from the perspective of the performer, and it's not a club. This is a theater. Actually, a small arena it looked like. And if you have thousands of people, here's, here's my perspective with regards to performing, right? I always feel like um, the, the, the law of numbers, right? If you have, let's use the number 100. If you have 100 people, if you're in a small club and you have 100 people and you make 50% laugh, that's 50%, that's 50 people are going to laugh. And then you're probably going to get another 25 out of them to laugh just by virtue of being surrounded by people that do laugh because laughter just like yawning is contagious so you got 75 people that are laughing said 25 you might lose 25 percent 25 people out of 100 it it is actually a, a good amount but if you're in a room full of 100 people and 25 don't laugh you're still going to have a better chance of seeing the people laughing than the people that don't. Now, say you minimize that number. Say you only have 10 people. If if, if you lose 2.5, well, 2.5, <laughs> there's two people and a, and a baby in the front row. If you lose 2.5 people in an, in an audience of, of 10, it's going to be more apparent. Now, increasing the number, say you lose... Um, you have a thousand people, 250 people, and they might have had something they went through. They're not feeling the show. They don't feel like laughing. Still, you can't really see it. Increase it by another 10. So 10,000. So you have 2,500 people spread throughout this room that might not be laughing. Even though chances are if they paid money to go to a 10,000 seat arena, chances are they're going to laugh just because they didn't spend a grip <laughs> to go to a comedy concert. So... If I'm George Lopez and I know I have 10,000 people um, in a room and one person is that's sitting up front is loud enough um, to interrupt me on the microphone and enough for, for the audience to, at least in the immediate vicinity, to hear them say, I don't know what she said. My immediate response is not necessarily going to be the corner of a bitch, but I'm going to do everything I can to shut her down. Speaking from, from experience, I've had that happen where I've, I've gone in. I always, I do my best to, to de-escalate a situation because I don't want anybody getting kicked out. And uh, many clubs, you know, across the nation have no problem ejecting someone. I always feel like, you know what, I always think to myself, you know what, uh, someone, someone might be drunk. They're usually not there alone. And if they get kicked out now, whoever they came with, maybe they came with just um, you know, their, their boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, their spouse, whatever, their friend. If that person gets ejected, now you have this other person that may not have anything to do with it that now has to leave, which sucks. So, you know, you, you um, and then that's to say is, is only one. Say it's a group. Now you got a dilemma because now do all four people or however many people roll out or do they do they chill? Do they support? So um, do they hold their, their people down and, and, and leave with them? I don't know. What would y'all do? I know if somebody I'm with gets kicked out. <laughs> Unless they drove, they may have to go in uh, and and regain their composure. If I spend money, I don't know, son. Uh, that ain't disloyal. That's me being loyal in my pocket first. 
<laughs> but I don't know. So I'm the, my point being, I don't know what happened to Escalade. Uh, I would love to talk. I would, I would be curious to ask George Lopez if something happened prior to that that made people uh, get irritated. Because also you're dealing with the, the audience sitting around them. And people are getting annoyed. And I've had that happen as recently as uh, two weeks ago. Having a kid in the audience uh, sitting up front and the kid going, But why? Why? And watching the audience members that the majority of them who didn't know the kid. Was, I mean, his parents were sitting in the back. And the audience said, the first time it's cute. The second time it's like, okay. The third time people are like, yo, shut your, shut your kid's trap. Shut his mouth. And, you know, you, you as a performer, you always have to exercise control over your audience, over your crowd. Um, whether that be charging through and being louder or getting someone kicked out. Or addressing them and and coming to an agreement with said interrupters, said heckler, so that they so that they do realize, oh, okay, you know what, I gotta keep my mouth quiet. Which honestly is easier to do with a grown woman who might be drunk than a child that's seven years old. Because here's the thing: if you if you say the wrong thing to a child, child, you can not only traumatize them for life, but now the audience turns on you. It's like, dude, wow, was all that necessary? And this is the same audience that might have been getting annoyed with the uh, with the child for talking. It's just a, it's a slippery slope, and at at all uh, at all costs, you do your best to avoid having to uh, having to deal with any of it. Um, but you know, it's, it's specifically in stand up, um, things are unpredictable. Audiences are unpredictable, and so you never know who you're dealing with. And what people brought into the room with them that night is sort of like in The Empire Strikes Back. When Yoda's like, you won't need those things. You won't need his light. He says to Luke Skywalker, you you bring in only what you, uh, what you bring with you. The only thing that goes in there with you is what you bring in there with you. And so if you bring in a weapon, well, you're going you're gonna to invite some sort of uh, confrontation. I go, I usually go into every space um, performing in with the intention that, you know what, these people came for a good comedy show, and so we're all on one accord. And then you then you, you do have a certain amount of control to uh, guide the audience, sort of like <laughs> you're, you're, you know, controlling a horse and carriage, and or horses on a carriage. And if you have control of all four, you control which way, which direction you go. So, all that to say, but but, but you know what? Either way, uh, I appreciate uh, my man B. Rich for uh, reaching out and, and connecting and asking that question. Uh, uh, K-Dub 86 um, actually... Uh, told me to check out this uh, 90s vocal coach, which I actually saw. Uh, I, I saw the, um, I said, well, I saw a clip of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. It was it was funny. Someone had sent it to me back in January because I used to do a joke. Uh, <laughs> you know, some damn, that was long, long way back. You know, more talking about how, uh, how rappers and R&B singers used to, used to pose and, and, move through the videos uh, a la Mary J. Blige or, or 
guy and and, and total you know all all of those uh, artists that were r&b but were very heavily influenced by hip-hop and yeah so it was it was actually a funny joke <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> it was actually a funny joke it used to it was very physical it was one of those physical uh act outs so to say but but thank you k-dub 86 for um for directing me towards that um oh and i was saying also, uh, with regards to um, to to my man, another uh, B Rich comment. B Rich was 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 definitely uh, interacting, which which I appreciated. Uh, he said, "Animated rappers just don't age well. As far as music goes, it's good for his moment." Which I think I disagreed with, because I said, you know, someone like Busta Rhymes is uh is consistent man you know regardless of his performance um or how he performs his music lyrically dude always is is pushing you know pushing the envelope you know um and, and i'm not just saying lyrically as far as he's dropping you know gems and punchlines, but i'm also talking about his lyrical style his cadence his flow Busta always has always done something creatively that makes other MCs say, "Oh damn, I gotta step it up like that." Whether it's rhyming quick, you know, uh, uh, spitting quick, whether it's it's, it's uh, you know, flip flipping uh, flipping some illmatic uh, visuals along with a, a illmatic beat, you know, like put your hands where my eyes can see, you know, hit you with those delays. So what you say, y'all? Dealing with the die, really with the deal, yo. It's goofy if you just slow it down and take all the music out, but it worked somehow with the uh, with the music, man. I, I just you can tell I'm I have no problem saying I'm a big big uh, avid booster bus booster rhymes uh, supporter and fan of his music, man. Um, so yeah, so any anyway, any anywho. Um, while we out here in the boo of Mali, um, I, I, you know, the little vacay time, it was time to, uh, you know, been, been on the road, been grinding a lot, it's about to get bu busy for a brother, and so I said, you know, prior to, uh, this next month, need, need, uh, need to, uh, regroup, regather our thoughts, center our, our, our chi, Right, because um, this this military tour is about it's about to take a lot out of it, brother. Yeah, I'm sure it will, but I'm excited about it. I I, I never uh, you'll you'll never hear me complain about work, ever, <laughs> or I won't say ever, but you'll rarely, if ever, hear me complain about work. I'm old. Look, I I love I love what I do, and I love doing it and doing it well. Doing it and doing it and doing it well, but also more than that, man, it's just, it is a it's a fortunate blessing to be able to do what you love and earn a earn a nice uh nice paycheck for it. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm getting ready to uh, head out this week. If if you have any people uh, at White Man Air Force Base in Knob Nasta, Missouri, tell them to come check me out on Thursday the thirtieth. If you have anybody at Little Rock Air Force Base in Little Rock, Arkansas, um, on Friday, March 31st, that's where I'll be. And then uh, April 1st, Saturday, I'll be at Columbus Air Force Base in Columbus, Mississippi. So it's going to be, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of flights. 
there's a lot of early early marketing flights of brothers gonna gonna be uh getting on that I'm I'm back home. I have a shoot next uh I get home I think uh late Sunday. We have this shoot Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I fly out again. Um, and if you're at Scott Air Force Base in Belleville, Illinois, or know anybody out there, I'll be there Thursday, April 6th. On uh, Friday, April 7th, you can catch me in Dayton, Ohio at Wright Pat Air Force Base. And then on uh, Saturday, April 8th, uh, J.P. Langley Eustis in Hampton, VA, you go. Know. Uh, yeah, doing my thing with my man Dennis Gaxiola. We, we were, uh, we had such a great time. Last fall, last October, uh, doing doing twelve bases through the month of late late September, all the way to the end of October. That uh, that uh, Air Force Entertainment booked us, uh, brought us back, and said, "Let's do it again." And shout out to my man Ben Bailey of Cash Cafe, the Emmy Award winning uh, Ben Bailey from Cash Cab, uh, and friend of mine who uh, who's doing another twelve bases uh, separate from the ones that we're doing. Um, looking forward to it, you know, get, get the paper, get the check, then we're all for a week, because Easter, uh, is slowly approaching the following week, and then, uh, we have six more to do over the, uh, course of the, uh, final two weeks of the month of April, and then if you're in Toledo, you can, uh, catch me in Toledo, uh, in May at the Toledo Funny Bone, actually, that's out in, uh, Perrystown, uh, Ohio, 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 Gazamas. Uh, you can catch me at Toledo Funny Bone, May 18th through 21st. Um, so put in your calendars if you're if you're out there in Toledo or in the uh, in the Ohio area and you're you're close enough to Perrystown, make sure you come check your boy out. I uh, I was all excited, Pete. Right, so since I knew I was gonna be in, be in Cali uh, on the vacay, I said, you know what, let's uh, let's get some new new shirts done, right? So, boom, I, I, I was all excited when I was at sea. <laughs> I was at sea, and I had my, my uh, T-shirts. I put in a new order to do, um, instead of doing 50 at a time like I did last time, I said, you know what, the T-shirts sold really well at the bases. Uh, the Cool for the Market T-shirts sold extremely well. The commemorative joints that have all the bases listed on the back, as well as my final uh, uh, dates of last year, I said, I'm going to do 200, right? The only difference is change it to 2017 and put the new dates, right? This is why it's always good. This is the protocol for today, right? Always keep a trail, a paper trail, some sort of trail. Keep a trail um, via email. Keep a trail via text. Uh, because I went to pick up 200 shirts yesterday. I got there early uh um, well, not early. It was it was Sunday morning, so it was kind of dead downtown L.A. Um, no traffic. Did did good time on the ten, and uh, yeah, man. I, um, she she opens the uh, bag or the box shirts, takes takes them out for me to check them out. I see the cool logo. I'm like, all right, boom, we in business. I brought my vacuum seal uh, bags so that I could pack as many shirts as possible in in the extra luggage that I brought out here. And she flipped them over, and I see it says uh, Dean Edwards logo at, at I am Dean Edwards, my logo. And then under that it says For the Muck and Funny Tour 2017. Boom, we got the right date. 
the correct year. And then I look down and it says Dover Air Force Base. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Hold on. Wait, didn't I do Dover? Dover was the first base I did in September. Then it turns out, I see what, do y'all see where I'm going with this? She changed the year, but didn't change any of the dates. And uh, the, the, the lovely uh, woman, uh, Shada, who, who does, um, does the shirts for me, she says, oh, you know, I, th- I thought that was funny that um, you had, I, I thought it was interesting. He has New Year, but he's doing the same places on the same days. So I was like, no, I'm not. So, so we had the wrong, we had 200 shirts with the wrong, the wrong air bases and dates on it. Correct year, wrong Dates totally wrong. The back was wrong. Um, and this is the difference between uh, decent business, good business, and great business, right? Someone that's great at their business, I don't even believe in that customer's always right, right? Because there are customers that are wrong. But I do believe in in someone that runs a business If uh, that if they run into a hiccup some sort of a problem uh the customer you want to you want to maintain a relationship with that customer because you never know how much more business that customer is going to bring to you You know uh, customers are are your uh currency you know you make money off the customers but really your currency is your reputation and, and how you treat your customers and so what what she did instead of making excuses because we checked she I showed her I had sent the email and the text. She never got. She never got them. But I did have, um, I did have a trail showing that I sent her a message, both on March third, and then I believe on March tenth at like eleven, eleven thirty a.m. What have you? So I was covered. Um, she didn't show a record of that. She did show a record of um, an earlier email I had sent, but instead of her placing blame, which is what so many people will do. Oh, well, you didn't, you know, people get into that. I, it ain't my fault. Oh, it ain't my fault. Did I do that? Instead of doing that, she said, it's okay, honey. We'll we, we figure out a way to, uh, to fix this. We, we figure out a way to resolve this. So she did, she called, um, she was working with a new printer and, uh, he came, he got down there. His name was Miguel, right? Miguel got down there, didn't speak a lot. He, he didn't hardly speak English, but he, she was uh, dealing with another customer's order when he got there. So he looks at me, he's like, what happened? So I, I explained to him what, what happened. I showed him the email and he nodded. And then she said, can we, can we cover the dates with a black, black screen, you know, like a, a big black square and then put the correct dates on top of the black square in white so that's what we're gonna do um and that was yesterday uh, sunday so they should be ready for me monday afternoon by five my flight i told them my flight was at uh what oh never 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 tell people the correct time when you in a time crunch always shave off an hour at least right you know so i said the protocol today was <laughs> was to uh what you always want to make sure that you keep a paper trail to cover your own uh footprints your own steps just so you have evidence 
Um, you also want to uh, make sure you maintain good relationships with people. You know, don't burn bridges. Don't get emotional, you know. Um, but also, always shave off time when you're in a bind. When you're in a time crunch, shave off time in a bind. So if, if you need something, I know my flight. I knew my flight was like at 9, 9.30. But I, I, I think I said, yeah, I fly out at 7.30. Right. Why did I say that? Because I don't need anybody calling me saying, you know, I give me until six, you know, because now I'm in a time crunch, you know, um, hopefully not. Hopefully these these shirts need to be ready <laughs> because I have to also pack them. I also have to pack them. I brought I brought two big bags and pretty much one of them was empty. I put like some clothes in there just so it would register some weight. But it was pretty much empty, and then I'm uh need time to vacuum seal um all the shirts in this uh the Ziploc, but fingers crossed that these shirts will be correct and ready, and and due to uh you know get to these uh troops um well sell to these troops, you know I I, I do it for them and for me, <laughs> but it's it's a fly it's a fly shirt. Um, people always dig them, and and we sold. I think we sold like sold a grip of them last uh, last fall, and and gave away a bunch to. You always got to give away, got give. You know, I usually would give to like the commanders, uh, the uh, the um, you know commander of each each base, and maybe the people in charge of uh, of bringing myself and Dennis, and 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 most people dug the shirts. It's funny because when they see for the mucker. They they initially think it says motherfucker, right? It's, they think it says MF, but it actually says for the muck. It takes people a second to get adjusted to it. So I thought that was uh I thought that was funny. Hey, you know what? If nothing else, I'm I miss my Mexican homie Dennis Gaxiola. Good good brother right there, man. I'm looking forward to getting back on the road, um, and continuing to shoot this uh this this docu, uh docu comedy. Um, of us being on the road, and I think I'm bringing my man, uh, Calvin. Calvin, I need my boy Calvin Fowler's lens back out there on the road with a brother. So that's 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 what I intend on doing. I don't know what you're doing with your life, but that's that's what we doing out here with our life. Feel me? You feel me? Um. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what's going on. Uh, like I said, we shooting next week. Looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be fun. You always got to rely on, uh, you can't rely on others. You got to rely on yourself because I we've hit a couple of hiccups. And I had one of my one of my dudes all set to sort of head the project. But he had to, um, he, he, he got picked up for another season for another show. So. He cannot work on, uh, he cannot work on our project, uh, and, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, the show, the show must go on, so, that's, that's, uh, you know, I was disappointed, because I'm human, because I wanted my, my, my people working on it with, as you always hear me say, nepotism is a beautiful thing, and, and you, you want to bring your people out, uh, you know, in support of whatever, but if you can't, you know, you got 
got to run run that audible. Got to got to got to make adjustments, son. And so that's what I that's what I did. Now that's what we doing. We make we making an adjustment. We're making we're making an adjustment, baby. That's how we get down. That's how we get down. That's how we get down. I, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, excuse me. I'm sorry. I was looking at a picture of uh, this may be off topic. There is no uh, right or wrong topic. It's beautiful, Monkey Pro Call. We we can talk about some of everything. And can I can I just say, ladies, like when y'all, you know, the whole idea of selfies. Number one, if you're a man and you take a selfie, please don't do it out in public. And if you do it out in public, be inconspicuous with it. Right? Ain't nothing worse than seeing a dude arm fully extended a la selfie stick. And this dude is posing at the bus stop. That, you know, that's that's a peeve watching a dude take a selfie and watching a dude on FaceTime. On his phone with another dude. Alright, do you re- is it really that imperative that your homie, <laughs> that your homie Derek sees your your face and sees you laughing and giggling at him while you're having a conversation? Look, I talk, I talk now. Don't get me wrong. I talk to who do I talk to um, on Facetime? I talk to my boy um, Marky Mark Theobald. I talk to my boy uh, Rich Pierre Louis because I also get to see his. Uh, his uh, son, who's who's less than a year old, um, and and the family, right? Family and friends. That's it. I and and it's always only when I'm on the road, and usually when I can't make a phone call. Um, like right now, where I, where I am, my my cell phone service is actually whatever odd reason. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe the, the the ritzy uh neighborhood I'm in is like, oh no, nah, we don't do Sprint out here, so <laughs> No, we don't. We don't. Um, we don't subscribe to uh that Sprint network. It's only going to bring down the property value out here near the beach. Uh. But I don't, I don't get phone service, so I actually, I've been on, uh, I've had to, in order to contact, like, Mark and Rich, um, had to FaceTime. So, in that case, I do, but still, it's in, it's in the house. It's not out on the street, me walking and bumping into people because I'm looking at my phone so that, so that my dudes can can see uh see I just got a new lineup at the barbershop. It's <laughs> just to me it's insanity that when you see these dudes. I, I was in uh Home Depot. Remember being in Home Depot and this dude is walking around like, yo, son, you feel me? Ah and I'm looking at him like, nah, that's no. That's not allowed. That's not allowed. There's there's a flag on the play. <laughs> flag on the play. Uh <laughs> Unnecessary roughness. <laughs> Shouldn't see it, man. It's just me, calling me, but I just I I don't I don't agree with it. With men doing selfies, uh, FaceTime and selfies in public. Um, and, and now don't get me wrong. Now I know somebody's like, yeah, but Dean, we don't see you uh, doing selfies or, or or making videos of yourself on the street. It's because I'm an entertainer and I'm documenting, right? 
for for you all to see. It was up to me. I don't need to record any and all all of this. I do it. I do it for the fans, baby. <laughs> I do do this for the culture. <laughs> I do it. I do it for y'all, man. I don't, I don't want to sit and just take a picture. And you don't see me posing. I ain't doing no long drawn out. You see me trying to get just the right angle for my chin. To be the on just the uh, right forty five degree angle and puckering my lips out, pause. So it's, it's just it's not for men. Now, women, if you're going to, this is with regards to selfies, and I don't get it. Well, I do get it, but I just you would think by now it's like, why are there any new crackheads? You know what you know is waiting for you if you smoke crack. I get it. I know somebody's like, yeah, but you don't know what circumstances push someone to a point where they feel like they just need to escape reality and smoke crack. Hey, okay, go to the movies. Go see Logan. Good movie, entertaining, nice escape from reality. Crack? Mm. Crack seems like it usually ends with administering a blowjob. Okay? Okay? It's something I don't do. Don't do, don't want to do it. Love receiving, don't want to do it. So it's like, you know, at what point What point do you say? Uh, and, and the reason I brought that up is because the same thing with selfies. I see more women in pictures where it looks like they are uh, bewildered by their phone cases. You ever see this where... Like you see a woman taking a picture of herself in in the mirror or uh, in in a selfie, but they're looking instead of looking up in the mirror, you see them looking down, like they're studying the uh, the image or studying their reflection or instead or looking at the case instead of looking like like any time I've taken and I ain't go front yes I've taken pictures. Uh, you know, and, and sent them to my wife. What do you think? I'm great. I'm a good looking dude. <laughs> or even taking pictures and posting them on uh, social media. If, if I'm taking a picture of me and, and like, a group of people, I know how to angle it. But I also know how to find the, the, the lens, the iris, what's aiming at me to, to take said image, you know? I just, I, I think it's funny that whether it's, you know, uh, Kendall Jenner or any of the Kardashianses, um, people still don't know how to take a, take a selfie without looking goofy. It's like, look, look at the, 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 the lens. Don't look at the, 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 the camera, man. You know, I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. I started off, I was talking about uh, Lil Wayne. Has anybody noticed that the jeans are getting tighter and tighter? Is it just me? No? Am I the only one that that sees that, uh, you know, men getting yeast infections is on the rise? No, nobody else? Nobody else sees sees a problem with that? Everyone, we're we're fine with this? Don't get me wrong, I understand. I I know, I know the, uh, I know the youth, them, they um and get it they 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 like their jeans a little little tighter that's fine if that's if if that's what you want to do you have no mobility but okay you do it that's that's your prerogative fine 
But if you're gonna do it, at least leave some room to move. Everybody wants room to move. Give, give yourself some room. I mean, you have a package down there, you know? UPS, UPS uh, or FedEx, when they send you a package, when someone sends you a package, yes, it's sealed, it's, it's sealed, it's airtight, but there's bubble wrap to, to, <laughs> to protect whatever, uh, whatever precious cargo is being sent to you. And so I'm not saying you need to put bubble wrap in your pants and your underwear, but give yourself a little extra room so that, look, nobody wants to see your moose knuckle, all right? That's what I said. Nobody wants to see a moose knuckle. And I blame Lil Wayne. Right? Here's my theory. You know, rock artists for years wore the skinny jeans. Whether, whether, or just tight, tight pants. Whether they were satin, whether they were rayon, whether they were, um, whether they were, were denim. You know, you take it back as far as, as Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger, uh, and uh, couldn't get no satisfaction because nobody respected you in them jeans. Man, loosen up in those jeans. Loosen them up, man. But but then that became sort of the uh, the the style where you just saw all these dudes wearing these painted on jeans and jeggings, and that became the new norm for most um, most rock artists. And the 70s. You know, I'm not just going to say it was rock musicians. Because if you look at, like, old Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, but shoot, how you think Philip Bailey uh, could say, Rhythms! <laughs> you hit that high note because you were wearing them, them tight satin pants, player. That's, that's my guess. That's what it is. Uh, but then the 80s came. And in the 80s, you know, specifically... Uh, between black artists and, and rock artists, you know, the 80s, you saw the rise of of the spandex and the jeggings for men. And so you saw rock bands like Twisted Sister and Quiet Riot um, doing like this glam look where they 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 uh, were dressing like uh, trans transvestites or transsexuals and, and, and wearing leopard print uh, spandex outfits with with boas and and big hair and mean meanwhile you saw you know the the uh rise of of, of hip-hop and rap rappers and rap music and what what used to be you know costumes like uh you know um africa bambata uh grandmaster flash melly mel wearing you know these futuristic what we thought were like the these um post-apocalyptic futuristic looks with you know furs and, and tight shiny uh you know pants with lots of zippers were big everybody had zippers from michael jackson thriller to uh to turbo and ozone and breaking and, and and spikes and everything looked like mad max beyond thunderdome and then and then you had cats like run run dmc was like nah you know we we rocking just some some with leaves on my legs and Adidas on my feet. And that was enough. You know, an Adidas zip up. And and and, and, and Godfather hats. You know, and then this and then the style and the look changed drastically. And suddenly these dudes that um 
or what you saw booming or, or becoming a style was that rappers were starting to wear looser fitting clothes that really just reflected their neighbors, their situations. So dudes weren't wearing costumes. They were just wearing what they wore, but getting the flies to what they wore. So what used to be, you know, the Tigre and uh, Lee Jeans or, or um, you know, uh, Izod and Lee Jeans, you know, or maybe like a, a Nike zip up or a Puma zip up with, with, you know, suede Pumas with the fat laces, you know, there was still a baggy, a bagginess to it. But then, um, then the 90s came forth and clothes got even baggier, right? And, and let's not forget Dr. Dre used to work class wrecking crew, um, would turn off the lights. Them dudes wearing some tight gear too for on the West Coast. But clothes got baggier and looser across across both uh, both hip hop and rock music. And so the grunge look, uh, you know, came and and people started wearing, you know, I always think of TLC, TLC and Jermaine Dupri and Chris Cross wearing like oversized baggy jeans, and and the baggy look really, uh, you know got even worse as the 90s proceeded and progressed so you had dudes that would have you know you 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 had a, a size 28 waist and then now deciding you know what i want to wear a size 36 waist so now the dudes that have size 36 waist need to buy a size 40 waist and now the dudes that are size 40 need to buy a size 48 and and then the dudes that are size 48 um, they just edged out. They couldn't go outside for most of the late 90s. They couldn't go out if you were a big dude. You shopped at uh, big and, and tall men's stores. You had maybe three sizes, um, three versions of your size in a particular pair of clothes, and that was it. Because I got deal with that. When you wear size, size uh, I'm my feet are size 13, right? Um, I'm not saying that. I should say that in, in this voice to make people feel real uncomfortable right now. Yeah, wear that size 13 wide, baby. <laughs> no, but I wear size 13. I used to hate going shopping for foot footwear. Because anytime I go to shop for footwear, if I'm, and I'm not just talking like sneakers. I'm not just talking like a pair of uh, shell to Adidas or, or Air Force Ones. I'm talking like if if uh, if I want to buy like a nice pair of shoes, a nice pair of boots, go to the store. And I can't tell you how many times um, in the past I go to a store and I'm like, yeah, you have these in size 13, and they look at you size 13. Damn. <laughs> nah, dude. We only get two of those, and they both sold out the first week we had them. All right, player, bring it down level or the worst is when they go downstairs they disappear for 10 minutes and then they come upstairs and they're like no we don't have that size 13 we have 11 and a half what I, hello i can't you want me to curl up my 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 toe knuckles to squeeze into the size that's a size and a half smaller than what i need you idiot so yeah that's so so the struggle is real and, and by the by the early no by the early millennium but by the time the 2000s came out, somebody like Lil Wayne, you know, was down with, uh, you know, cash money. And them dudes, like Lil Wayne probably had a size 24 waist. This dude was wearing size size 50, easily. You know, pants hanging low, 
swimming on them, can't walk, can't run anywhere. If a fire breaks out, if a fire broke out, Lil Wayne wasn't making it out unless he, unless he took his pants off and was running his boxes. Because otherwise he's going to trip, fall, stop, drop, and roll into a flame. That's right, I said it. That's what I said. And so, uh, and so if you look at Wayne back in the days and you look at sort of the evolution of his style and his look, once he started saying, I'm, I'm not a rapper, I'm not a rapper, I'm a rock star. <laughs> this dude, suddenly his clothes started getting slimmer and slimmer. And so he went from baggy jeans to like the hammer pants. And from the hammer pants to uh, slimmer jeans. And from slimmer jeans to jeggings. And, and blonde dreads. So Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne has become the rock star of the, the 80s. Lil Wayne is the new Twisted Sister. That's what's happened. His dude became Twisted Sister, a uh, chocolate version of Twisted Sister. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I ain't wearing no skinny jeans. I wear slim cut. I, I wear a straight leg. I wear, boot, I think they're called boot cut. Boot cut jeans. I can wear boot cut. I ain't wearing skinny jeans, dude. I remember one time I actually bought some. And I was like, why? Why do I? I couldn't put my wallet in my pocket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I bought them saying, all right, well, maybe. And I was like, nah, dude. And those joints are sitting in the bottom of my drawer as a reminder. Anytime I think about uh, subscribing to these these slimmer jeans, those those are right there in the bottom of my, my, my drawer as a reminder of what not to do. Skinny jeans are not for me, all right? Especially when you have big feet. You just look like a, a, a capital L from the side profile. It looks goofy, eh? Um, anyway, all that to say, it's time to, uh, to roll up out this piece, man. I'm going to upload this for y'all, um, if I have time, I'll upload it today, if not, uh, early tomorrow. But, um... It's, it is our final day out here, and so I want to enjoy some of this sun. And yo, we'll, we'll speak to y'all next week. I'll let y'all probably uh, get my man Gaxiola in on the action and uh, tell y'all how this first week of um, Air Force bases is going for me, man. Uh, as always, subscribe, comment, like, uh, follow me on all social media at IMD Networks. Cause you know what? That's who I am. And uh, and. All love, appreciate y'all rocking out with us here on this Father Muffin Protocol. And, uh, hey man, like I said, I got some stuff cooking I can't wait to share with y'all. But we got, but we gotta jump through the hoops first, you know? Uh, never, never too soon, never too late, just on time. That's how we do it. All, all love, two fingers, man. Dean Nevers, busy. <laughs>